0: Alright fellow fact checkers, now before we start the show, I want to remind you to head over and check out our great sponsor, Fox & Son Coffee. Uh, They've got an amazing deal with all kinds of blends going on. So head over there and check it out. You can get the Mexican honey prep, the Brazilian honey prep, the Guatemalan, the Ethiopian. They'll be adding new roasts regularly. So be sure to check in and see what new flavors Steve has got over at Fox & Son Coffee. They've also got all of your Usual favorites the Din Blend Dark, the Din Blend Light, and the one that we personally like around the house since uh, we can't seem to agree on which of the light or the dark is better for both me and the wife, the Din Blend Tube Electric Boogaloo, which is the medium roast. So be sure to use the checkout code FCT. For fact, check this at checkout, and that'll get you an 18% discount on any order of $25 or more. Also, any order of $37.99 or more gets you free shipping. Load up on all the greatest coffee on the market. And you can thank me later. Let's start the show. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. right. In fact, check this podcast, and I think this has the potential to be a fun, if uh, maybe shorter, episode. Uh, This is an interesting article that I just kind of stumbled upon, and the the hypocrisy of the headline kind of struck me. And then reading the article, they do make some valid points, so it was interesting, but just the... The twisting that, that goes on with the way the leftist brain works is uh, it's a it's a thing of beauty if if I'm being honest. Uh, let's take a look at today's article, specifically the headline. This is coming from CNN Politics. How conservatives use verbal jujitsu to turn liberals' language against them. It's funny because I feel like we've been saying the same thing about. Liberals for the better part of two decades, how they take and they twist words and meet and give words new meanings and make them into something else, other than what they were intended to be. But apparently, this is what this is what the right does really well. Not, I mean, not just what the right does, but what they do really well, as we'll see once we get into the the article. The two front runners for the White House in twenty twenty two are tied in a hypothetical rematch. Congress is paralyzed. Every big election seems to be decided by razor thin margins. I wonder why that is. Well we won't we're not we're not delving into that today. By almost any measure, the struggle for political dominance in the US seems deadlocked between Republicans and Democrats. No shit. At times, the two parties resemble a pair of punch-drunk boxers slugging away at one another in a contest that neither can end. Yes, that's kind of the point. I wonder how many people don't understand that that's the point. And anyway, but there is one political battleground where Republicans triumph virtually every time and control of this arena could determine who wins the White House in 2024. I'm not aware of Republicans triumphing in anything virtually every time, or like ever, but that's what CNN says, so let's see. Republicans are masters of verbal jiu-jitsu. It's a form of linguistic combat in which the practitioner takes a political phrase or concept popularized by their opponent and gradually turns into unusable slur. Like the Japanese martial art known as jujitsu, its devotees avoid taking opposing arguments head-on and instead redirect their opponent's momentum to beat them. I wish, I wish conservatives did this the way that CNN seems to believe that they did. But if this sounds abstract, consider the evolution of woke, the word is defined as being actively aware of social injustice, but it has been transformed into a contemporary scourge, one that a politician compared to a virus more dangerous than any pandemic, hands down. Uh, it can be more dangerous to you individually or to your company if you go woke. But yes, that's I do like that. I do like that. Uh, Mention almost any touchstone phrase adopted by the left in recent years. Critical race theory, diversity, global warming, even the word liberal itself. And it has been redefined or tarnished by conservatives. But is that entirely true? Has it been redefined? Or tarnished? Or did the left craft a narrative out of this thing? And then we just started to point out how awful what they were doing with it was. For instance, critical race theory. Critical race theory on its face is not necessarily a terrible thing, right? Learning about the history of blacks in our country and and how they've been treated over time and so on and so forth. You know what's what happened with slavery and segregation and the civil rights movement and what have you. Except that that on its face would be fine. But what they turned critical race theory into was anti-white talking points. So it's not that conservatives twisted these phrases to mean something that they're not. It's that liberals bastardized the thing that it was supposed to be. And we just pointed out, this is what they turned it into. Look at what it actually is, not what they say it's supposed to be. That's all that's happening here. But I mean it's the same thing with woke. I mean, woke is supposed to be being actively aware of social injustice. But instead, what woke has become is turning everything into a social injustice of some sort, fabricating and manufacturing social injustice, and then pushing that into the forefront and forcing it down everybody's throat. If we were just saying, look, that's bad, that should be addressed and fixed, then everybody could get on board with that. But instead, they're saying everything is bad, and it's all bad because of people who look like me, generally speaking. And we need to attack those people to make up for all of these things that we can't even see. This is is why these words are being turned against them, because they turned them against themselves with the way they applied them. Meanwhile, Republicans continue to proudly use words and pet phrases such as family values, conservative, and patriot, no matter who or what is associated with the terms. As candidates prep for the first 2024 GOP presidential debate Wednesday in Milwaukee, it's a good time to ponder this question. Why are Republicans so good at this form of verbal combat and Democrats so bad? could be because Democrats are, by and large, full of shit. And... They use these words to try to mean something good, but then it gets pointed out that actually the application of this thing that they talk about is terrible. It's the same for diversity, DEI. Like the more and more we go forward with this stuff, the more we see it's not it's not a promotion of equality. It's not a promotion of actual like giving everybody a fair chance. It's reverse racism. Part of the answer comes down to effort and discipline. Republicans devote more time to turning words into weapons and do a better job of sticking to their message, says Lindsay Cormack, a political scientist who focuses on race, gender, communications, and politics at Stevens Institute of Technology in New Jersey. The fact that there is a focus in political science on race, gender, and communication is insane. Like. These are just made up jobs, made up, made up bullshit, like a lot of the words that the left uses. I've been studying their communications for 15 years and it sort of blows me away because I think Democrats are good at doing plenty of things, but they really drop the ball on the communications piece a lot. Cormac says conservatives have built a think tank ecosystem of linguists and focus groups to test words and phrases for political battle. Democrats do some of the same, but with not the same level of commitment, she says. They, conservatives, think about what words resonate, what words cue other sorts of thoughts, or what sorts of images come to mind with people when they're hearing messages, Cormac says. They seem to have more invested in that, and they have more people who write about that sort of work, and linguists who do these sort of things for them. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but whatever. How Conservatives Flipped the Script on Race Verbal jujitsu is not new in American politics. Conservatives have long employed it on racial issues. During the Civil Rights Movement of the 50s and 60s, conservatives in both the Democrat and Republican parties often used a series of verbal feints that changed the direction of their opponent's moral arguments. They didn't say they opposed integration. They said they were for states' rights. They didn't say they didn't want children sitting next to black or brown kids when opposing desegregation of public schools. They said they were against forced busing. They didn't say they opposed civil rights leaders' efforts to make the U.S. a genuine multiracial democracy. They called called those leaders communists or socialists were they wrong <laughs> like, so this is the thing it's not verbal jujitsu it's being accurate being honest saying calling a spade a spade saying the thing is what the thing actually is <laughs> like, they flipped the script by offering new words to replace other terms that were hard to attack head-on. Sometimes they disarmed a liberal phrase by transforming its meaning. Social justice warrior, for example, didn't start off as an insult. What's wrong with someone fighting on behalf of the poor and exploited? Then the term was turned by conservatives and internet culture into something else, a whiny, self-righteous progressive who can't take a joke. Except that nobody turned it into a whiny, self-righteous progressive who can't take a joke. Everybody who identified themselves as a social justice warrior showed on full display for the whole world to see on social media that that's exactly what the fuck they were. Like, It's not verbal jujitsu. It's just letting the world see how fucking insane you people are. And when we, they see it, they're like, oh, God, that's another one of those social justice warriors. Oh. Like, I don't feel like the right had a whole lot to do with, the, with that term becoming a bad thing. It was your own cause working against itself by those people behaving like fucking psychopaths. Recent years have brought numerous headlines about another liberal term that has been dismantled by the right. Critical race theory was once an obscure academic discipline that insisted that racism is more than an individual prejudice. It's embedded in laws, policies, and institutions. But conservatives redirected the discussion and turned the term into a catch, uh, catch-all phrase that criticizes virtually any examination of, systematic, of systemic racism or history that could make white people uncomfortable. And again, we talked about this already. It's not that systemic racism doesn't exist. It's that they use this to try to make racism or make everything about racism. And when that's the way you're using critical race theory to weaponize racism into every single situation for all of U.S. history, if not all of human history, people start to see that and they get kind of fed up with it. It becomes tiresome at best. Whatever the method, this form of verbal jujitsu is used for one purpose, says Robin D'Angelo, author of White Fragility Cock. White Fragility, a popular book that spawned another liberal catchphrase. The function is to silence the conversation And to protect the status quo, D'Angelo says. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to work and get race off the table and prevent any challenges to the status quo. Robin D'Angelo is a fucking moron, so we can ignore whatever she has to say. And again, it's one of the, I guess it is, it is verbal jujitsu. It is a form of martial arts because a lot of martial arts you are taking a defensive position and allowing your opponent to put themselves in a in a bad position where that you have an advantage and that's what this is I mean it's it's definitely a form of verbal martial arts because what has happened is the left has used these words, used these phrases, and then gone out and put on full display just how fucking insane they are. And then all you have to do from the right is let that insanity do the work for you. There's <laughs> like it's not the conservatives are so good at this verbal jujitsu. It's that liberals are so bad at not being psychopaths. How diversity and equity became dirty words. Next on the hit list are two other terms favored by liberals, diversity and equity, D'Angelo says. Those words originally meant values that were virtually universally accepted. Not many people would openly argue for exclusion or inequity. Yes, please. But nonetheless, in recent years, many institutions have launched initiatives around diversity, equity, and inclusion to make their workplaces more fair and diverse. But Republican leaders are now comparing DEI initiatives to wokeness and loyalty oaths. They have introduced bills cutting DEI programs in public universities in corporate America. Paulette Granberry Russell, president of the National Association of Diversity Officers in Higher Education, recently told a reporter she doesn't use the acronym DEI anymore because it's been weaponized. Republicans have also sought to reframe equity, which means being fair or impartial by calling the word a mandate to discriminate. And they have attempted to delegitimize diversity by expanding the term to diverse diversity industrial complex, which a critical description. Uh, which a critic described as a bureaucratic juggernaut running roughshod over every aspect of national life. I'm going to tell you, as someone who's been in in this work for decades, there's no diversity industrial complex, D'Angelo says. D'Angelo's a fucking moron, as we've already established. When an organization has a diversity program, there's often one person up against the entire institution. And they maybe have a staff of one or two people on a minimal budget. But using language like that implies that it's some kind of getting over on people, like it's some kind of trick. Except that we've all seen that that's not the case. In many situations, it's an entire HR department that are running this diversity and equity and inclusion bullshit. And the reason that these words have been weaponized and become dirty words is because, I mean, it's 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 like the Supreme Court ruling that came down about uh, Stanford and North Carolina and their exclusionary practices in uh, in college accept or in uh, like student acceptance. They were using DEI to discriminate against other people. Giving preferential treatment as opposed to a merit-based or even, even just like equal treatment amongst different minorities. They were using it to give preferential treatment to certain minorities over others. DEI was weaponized by the left as a form of racism and sexism. And once people started to see how the application of that was being carried out, it became a dirty thing all on its own. All the right had to do was show you the examples and be like, look, This thing is fucked up and it's fucking things up. Check this out. And then people just figured it out on their own. It's not like conservatives have so much sway that they are changing the opinion of the general populace on these words. People on the people on the right, left and middle see a lot of these words and view them as bad things not because the right is so good at propagandizing and using you know verbal jujitsu it's because the things themselves have proven themselves to be terrible and people can see that this is like this is passing the blame off on anything and everything else instead of taking accountability for the fact That you put these programs in place, you put these words and these things, you built them up, and then you turn them into some crazy bastardization that went so far off the deep end that people couldn't help but look at it and say, holy fuck, this is terrible. This is a bad thing, and turn against it. That's That's what has happened in every one of these instances, all of these buzzwords when global warming becomes climate change. Let's see, this was a fun one. Some of the most skillful practitioners of verbal jujitsu are able to disarm their opponents without them knowing they've given ground. As a result, liberals eventually end up using the terms favored by their conservative opponents. The phrase global warming was popularized by the media and some scientists in the 1980s. It's been virtually eliminated from public discourse by verbal jujitsu. Some of that change is due to science. Some scientists believe climate change is a more accurate description of the environmental challenges facing the planet. But it was Republicans who initially pushed for the name change, for reasons that had little to do with scientific accuracy. Instead, of acknowledging the science pointing towards a looming environmental disaster, one Republican pollster offered another phrase to mute the alarm, climate change. This is factually inaccurate. That term was popularized in part by Frank Luntz, a Republican pollster who advised GOP politicians in the early 2000s to stop using the term global warming because it had con- catastrophic connotations and reframed the issue as more benign climate change. Luntz has since disavowed his efforts to cast out on global warming. This is not what happened. What happened was there were a ton of polls done in the early 2000s where people were asked like what their opinion were opinions were of global warming. And by and large, everyone had a favorable opinion of global warming. <clears throat> global warming was viewed as a good thing. People don't like winter. People don't like cold weather. If the climate's getting a little bit warmer warmer, that's a good thing. We don't have to deal with as much winter. We've had longer growing seasons to grow stuff. We can actually plant a garden and, and have flowers and do all these things. We've got more time to spend outside and go to the beach, and like, by and large, global warming was viewed as a positive thing. Nobody was concerned about the planet getting a little bit warmer. That just sounded like it was going to make things a lot more pleasant, especially for people who lived in clo- colder climates. <clears throat> when global warming became a thing that people didn't fear, but viewed as a positive. That's when climate change became the new word. It wasn't some s- construct of the right. It was it was the it was the environmental activists themselves who changed the wording. But like, this is this is all just so silly. Two decades later, many liberal politicians and activists continued to use the phrase climate change. cognitive uh, the cognitive scientist George Lakoff noted. The word climate sounds nice, like palm trees or something. The word change, well, change just happens, like Off said in an interview. It's not a big deal. Nothing you can do about it. Not humanly caused. So the term itself is a right-wing position that people on the left just innocently adopted instead of saying, well, this is a climate disaster that's approaching. Because nobody believes that it's a climate. You can you can try to call it a climate disaster all day long. You can call it a climate disaster until you're blue in the fucking face. Nobody believes that it's a climate disaster because you've been pitching that it's a climate disaster for the last 70 fucking years and it hasn't happened yet. Every time that they've made a chart or a graph or a prediction on when it was all going to fucking blow up in our face, the time comes and goes and nothing happens. You can't pitch disaster unless... There's actually a disaster happening. And there's not. So here we are. You are hamstrung by your own lack of words for what's going on. One famous one famous liberal fought back against verbal jujitsu. Lakoff, an authority on political language and author of Don't Think of an Elephant, Know Your Values and and Frame the Debate, says Democrats consistently get outplayed by Republicans on the linguistic battleground because they make a false assumption about human nature. They assume all you have to do is tell people the facts and they will reason to the right conclusion, he said in another interview. It's utterly ridiculous. Thought is mainly metaphorical. And the frames trump all the facts. Take the word liberal, which is defined as someone who is open-minded, tolerant, someone who believes in personal freedom, and that society should change so that money, property, and power are shared more fairly. By the 1960s, conservatives had successfully twisted liberalism's connotations to what one commentator described as bureaucracy-loving, freedom-depriving, taxation, and entitlement ideology of largesse. Except that that's exactly what it's become Like You can't act like <laughs> They're twisting the word and making it something that it's not when that's exactly what the fuck it is. Liberals are not open-minded. They're only open-minded to the things that they agree with. They're not tolerant. They're only tolerant of those who believe the same things they do. They don't believe in personal freedom. They believe that you should have to bow to whatever the thing is. You don't have your own personal freedom to make your choices. You have to choose the thing that they've told you is correct. Money, property, and power are shared more fairly as long as the government is taking all of it and then distributing it based on DEI and everything and critical race. That's what they've become. Bureaucracy-loving, freedom-depriving, taxation, and entitlement ideology. That is leftism. That is liberalism. In a nutshell. You didn't get outplayed in the game of verbal jiu-jitsu. People, all, all you have to do is tell people the facts and they will reason to the right conclusion. That's exactly what the fuck is happening. With all of these words. They see the word. They see how it's applied, how it actually works. And they're coming to the right conclusion that this is exactly what liberalism is. That reverse racism is exactly what critical race theory is. That racism and sexism reverse racism and sexism is exactly what DEI is. That all of these things are exactly what we say they are. It's not verbal jujitsu. It's just showing people the facts and then they're figuring it out on their own. You're just mad that you fucked it up so bad that people caught on. It's insane. It's all insane. <laughs> One famous Democrat knew better. He gave a master class in defeating attempts to tarnish him with the word liberal. John F. Kennedy met that perception head on when he ran for president in 1960 in a speech at the New York Hotel. Instead of dodging the label, Kennedy proudly embraced it. If by a liberal they mean someone who looks ahead and not behind, someone who welcomes new ideas about rigid without rigid reactions, someone who cares about the welfare of the people, their health, their housing, their school, their jobs, their civil, civil rights and civil liberties, If that is what they mean by a liberal, then I am proud to say I am a liberal. Kennedy may have been a profile in linguistic courage, but many left-leaning people in recent decades still choose to call themselves progressives in subsequent decades after conservatives continued to tarnish the term. The term, though, is making a comeback. Kennedy's lessons endure. Verbal jousting could help decide the 2024 race. Debates over the meaning of words and phrases may seem trivial given the high-stake political battles ahead, but the 2024 presidential election and former President Trump's looming court battles won't just be fought in the voting booth or in the courts, they'll also be fought on the verbal battlefield. If that sounds like hyperbole, hyperbole, consider some momentous recent political battles around the meaning of words and phrases. What has happened at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th? An insurrection? Or... Was it some GOP leaders have called legitimate political discourse? See, they've taken the word insurrection and it's lost its teeth because when people start seeing the tapes from January 6th, they realize the left is losing verbal jujitsu because they keep trying to weaponize words that don't mean the things that they're twisting them into. And when people are presented with the facts and the truth, They're figuring it out. Was former President Trump exercising free speech when he questioned the 2020 presidential election, or did he attempt to defraud the U.S.? See, you're using the wrong words. And will words like diversity and inclusion be turned into another version of woke, terms so tarnished by relentless attacks that even their proponents are reluctant to use them? They already are being turned into that. Some form of ger- verbal jujitsu may determine the answers to those questions. It's shaped the nation's history more than many people realize. There are a lot of examples of the left taking words and phrases and twisting them, and turning them, and trying to demonize them, and and make them into I don't know, Nazi, white supremacist, uh, you know, alt right, QAnon, like they they've have weaponized a lot of words against the right the difference is every time they weaponize these words against the right they're doing so in a dishonest manner and all you have to do is show that they're dishonest or just embrace the term and be like yeah that doesn't hurt me like your racist has no meaning anymore call me a racist okay whatever call me an Semitic. okay whatever call me a sexist doesn't hurt me the way they have the way they have thrown words around and devalued their meaning has put them on the wrong end of A lot of their own verbal jujitsu where they try to weaponize things against the right, whereas the right's not weaponizing anything. They're allowing the reality of the situation to play itself out and show these words for what they truly are and what the progressives and liberals are making them into. And when the people see what they are, they realize this is fucking horrible and we got to get away from this shit they are backing themselves into the corner so that they can get kicked in the head. Defenseless. We're just delivering the kick. That's all it is. That'll do it for this episode. I will be back on Monday with a brand new one and be sure to check out the daily stuff. I'm going to try to get at least a couple of more dailies out uh, this week. Should be one today and possibly uh, should be one tomorrow as well. I'm going to shoot for Friday too, but... uh, No promises. I go back to work. So we'll see how it goes. But that'll do it for today. See you next time. Before you go, make sure you check out our great sponsor, Agorist Acres. Now, agoristacres.com, you can find over 100 varieties of seeds. They've got vegetables, flowers, all kinds of stuff. They've got heritage brands, everything that you want to start any kind of garden that you need it's free shipping on any order of twenty dollars or more they've got cool packaging and most of the seeds come in a fancy glass vial no paper envelopes they accept us dollars and crypto and can easily take either at checkout now be sure to head over to agoristacres.com and anything that you get use the promo code fct at checkout for 10 percent off your order i say all the time you need to be starting your own garden, you need to be growing your own food, you need to be getting off the grid and becoming less dependent on grocery stores and stuff like that. Agorist Acres is a great first start. They have got everything you need for whatever kind of garden you want. Great people, great product, highly recommend. So go check them out.